Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, Jill, Joe, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Then underneath, I'm going to do a jumpsuit, just either doing it all in the ivory or doing it in another print, which I don't know if that's like overkill. Dawn. Hello, all you lovely, lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernez. And I'm Patricia. Yay! So uh, Patricia is all the way down there in Queens, and I'm all the way up here, and also the west of all the way up here in Rochester. <laughs> so, um, and so lovely to be back with you, Patricia, um, our fresh-faced, fresh-eyed, um, person in our in our trio of of watchers of the, this season 12 um and yes so we're continuing our season 12 journey and um speaking of season 12 of course like we're winding down so we're we're going to be talking about episode 12 that is the last official challenge before they decide who goes to fashion week or the last challenge that will determine who goes to fashion week um dot 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 so listeners um uh would you please send us some dms some gmails uh some facebook comments about what season you would like for us to cover next as we wait out this pandemic and (laughs) wait for a word when they'll be picking up the next season of project runway prime we would love to hear from you so um that would be really great and um, speaking of Gmail, how do you get in touch with us? So we are at in the workroom at gmail.com. I in the workroom and on Instagram at the workroom podcast and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the workroom. So however you feel comfortable, get in touch with us and let us know. Um, and uh, also another word for our wonderful Patreon patrons. Uh, y'all stay tuned for our continued journey into next in fashion. And if you haven't gotten your ping, head on over there for our most recent episode of A Stitch in Time, where Nalen and I talk about how Amber Butchard puts on some track pants for the first time ever. And she also has to uh, train to wear knight's armor. And then she fails miserably at Wayne Cotton. So please <laughs> get on over there for our takes on this amazing BBC uh, sensation, um, uh, Ascension Time with Nayland. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Patricia, we yes. have been talking off podcast about the show already, and um, I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we had to save most of what we have to say 
for the podcast, of course, so you guys can listen to us and, and, and listen in on our conversation about this. Um, but I want to get your impression of last episode since you hadn't been around for that. And again, you are watching this season for the very first time. So any any notes you would like to to give us? Or would you like to, to save it and sprinkle it throughout the episode? Um, I think I'd like to save it and sprinkle it, but I will just say that I thought a double elimination was way overdue. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Maybe not for those two. I mean, I don't, I didn't like the two that went home were the two that I liked the least. I, I didn't like their outfits were the ones I liked the least, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, I thought, wow, this was way overdue this double elimination this yeah. season because I think one person there was a, a couple of episodes where nobody went home right so we had been waiting for yeah. that mm-hmm. in a way but um but I'll, I'll sprinkle more throughout all right okay um did you agree with the judges sending home Kate and Alexander for this challenge, yes. Would I have liked to see them both at Fashion Week? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think for that challenge, I think they, yeah, I think they executed not according to plan. Yeah. Yeah. What I, about you? I, I totally agree as well. Although, um, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to rehash all, all of my thoughts because I could probably ruminate on that for so, so uh, for, for so long. Um, but I, I, I kind of agree that, yeah, I thought I really felt, uh, I, I, I've been feeling more badly for Kate, um, as the weeks go on. I know I called her creepy at the end of the last episode, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, but I also think that she's someone again, like you could definitely make it to fashion week on her own. She's very competent and amazing designer. And I haven't done any research on it. So listeners, if you know if, if Kate has actually shown up at Fashion Week, would love to know about that. So, I mean, it was really surprising. I It, it was the one challenge where I thought, I have no idea mm-hmm. what Kate is thinking about with this. I don't know why or where this came from. Because Kate had been a very consistent candidate up until that point yeah you know, even if I didn't like the outfits I thought well well made you know it seems to have its own sense I may not like it but it has its own sense and this was sort of like no no language of its own in a way <clears throat> excuse me so I thought I don't know um yeah yeah um all right well let's get into this current episode and um we start off at the refinery hotel, as usual, in the boys' room first, and uh, not many are left. Of course, we're down to our, our our finalists, so we mostly have we only have Brayden and Justin who are commiserating over this double elimination, and um, and we also have Justin who admits he's like, I thought I was going home, and I feel like the underdog because I haven't won a challenge and. You can all already see himself in his talking heads, like trying to pump himself up, being like, but but listen, I'm I deserve to be here. I'm a good designer and I'm just going to do what I can. And in the girls room, we have Alexander Alexandria, who is shocked, but not sad <laughs> that Kate's moving yeah. on. So um, because it is a game, it is a it is about winning. And so she's so, you know, never lets us down in, in terms of being a kind of practical about how to look at this it's like yeah no she got eliminated it's sad but I'm still here so 
Yeah, and I think Alexandria is someone who knows how to be goal-oriented through a process, yeah. you know? Um, and one thing that I thought about after Ken's elimination, too, is, my gosh, how how many of these, you know, I keep saying candidates, <laughs> but I maybe the, maybe the word is contestant. Oh, yeah. goodness. Things I say. Um, but so a lot of these contestants maybe just want to get it over with yeah. after being here a while and being totally burnt out by what it takes to be on television mm -hmm. and what it takes to be on television in relationship to your dream, you know? So um, I see Alexandria, of course, Alexandria wants to win, but I also think this is someone who can handle a process. Right. And and we consistently see that. Yeah. I and totally even, agree. even, even when Heidi is talking, Alexandria is like, yeah, so, okay, let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, I get it. The cameras are here. You have to do your one, two step. Um, but I also have a job to do. So can you just like get us to Let that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Um, all right. So let's get to that one, two job. So yes, we meet Heidi on the runway and she's with Tim and um, they're telling them that this is the most important challenge because it'll determine who, in Tim's voice, um, who among you will go to, to Fashion Week. And basically, we, you know, we get it. Everyone really, really, really wants to go. So uh, what they have in store for them is a field trip. So they're going to go to this place called Sweet Briar Nature Center out on Long Island. And Tim will meet them there to fill them in on the rest of the challenge. And so the they make their way out to Sweetbriar and they're in nature. And all I can think about is like, do you, do you guys have bug spray for the mosquitoes? Not the other ones. So the other, the bugs that they're meeting um, are amongst my favorite bugs also are the butterflies. So there are butterflies everywhere. And it looks as if, they've guessed pretty correctly what the um, what the challenge is about. And we find out that uh, butterflies mean so much to our dear Helen. She has a tattoo on her arm that is actually really colorful and gorgeous. And as we were saying last week, could have been a better print design than what she came up with. <laughs> I feel like she could have shoehorned in an excuse to use a butterfly after talking to her uh, her artist person using mm -hmm. spray paint inside. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, she could she could have like found an excuse to spray paint some butterflies. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so um, they meet Tim in a greenhouse uh, that's called the Butterfly House, and Tim is there with Billy B, who is a consulting makeup artist for L'Oreal. Because guess what, guys? This is not just about butterflies. This is. <laughs> a L'Oreal makeup challenge and this is about mascara. it's about <laughs> it is actually okay more specifically it is the L'Oreal we made a new mascara challenge <laughs> and I have actually was like where is Scott Patrick because we haven't seen Billy B this entire time and the last time we had you know a hair challenge it was the guy that we see every week in hair and makeup but for some reason, we're seeing Billy B and not Scott Patrick. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, so so anyway, he just kind of introduces this and is like, you know what? The Butterfly House is the perfect location for your next challenge. 
you know, because as we said, we named a mascara after it. So um, Tim is like, we, the butterflies you see here are the source of your inspiration for this challenge. Not necessarily the mascara, but that would be great too. And, and so it's, so it's sort of like uh, this wonderful thing that um, we have all been waiting for, which is the avant-garde challenge. And it's, we get Tim's take on that term, which is great because um, as we've said in the past, uh, whenever we've done podcasts about the avant-garde challenge, avant-garde is just like, sort of like a toss up in terms of how you would define it. And so the, so Tim says it's ex- about being experimental, it's about being daring, and it's also about being cutting edge, which I agree. So we have some of them who are really excited because it gives them a chance to use a lot of color. Dom is excited because she gets to use um, prints. I mean, or or also just, yeah, they're being inspired to do these things that she's already really good at doing. And they also are told that they're going to have to consult with their... um, with their makeup artist. I mean, not yeah, with Billy B, who is their, uh, their consultant. So we're going to have, oh, you know, a, a, a longer span of time to spend, um, on makeup this time. All right. So the designer set out to sketch and they're supposed to sketch inside of the, um, greenhouse. Some people do that and some people don't. So mainly Brayden. Brayden, Okay, he's into the whole thing. He doesn't have to sketch at all. He's looking at the butterflies like, oh, my God, look at these butterflies. Look at their wings. Like, look at the glass up here. Oh, my God, look at that over there. Look at the, I don't know, the um, the, the chains holding the, the pots. And, oh, my God, look at the flowers. They're so round. Oh, look at this. And then so time is up. He's like, I didn't sketch a thing. I just, you know, absorbed it all. I just took it all in. Um, Justin sees an albino butterfly, and is, it takes inspiration from that because he relates to it as an outsider and also, uh, you know, so albinos, um, of course, in any species is, is quite rare. And so he is taking that as inspiration as like a deaf gay man um, and growing up feeling um, quite outside. Uh, let's see here. And then we have Alexandria, who is taking inspiration from a darker butterfly and is inspired by the short lifespan of these butterflies. And she's tapping into that sadness. So sadness. I yeah. know. You know, I, 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 I thought this explains everything about, about Alexandria on the show to me. It's like Man. the just constant Stockholm style syndrome. I call oh. it. It's just <laughs> blackness, sadness, but practical. Everything has to go with everything in the outfit, you know? So, but I also thought, well, this is why Alexandria doesn't. I don't think she's a boring person to watch. I think she's. I think Alexandria is actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's such a. Alexandria is so different from all the other candidates. I mean, contestants. She is. I, she's very different from a lot of contestants that we've seen on Project Runway. I have to say. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah. And I, because I, I know like someone, well, she's not German. So she, uh, we, we, we know that. Like she's a, I, I don't remember which Scandinavian country she's from, but she's Scandinavian. But she reminds me of someone who described, um, someone who was German who described Germans as melancholy, but not mm. in a sad way. It's just sort of like a, a way of being or just like a different mood, a different 
rhythm and let me know if you guys disagree with that listeners (laughs) but I kind of thought of that where there's just something not quite sad in the way that you would think of sad as being like depressing but sort Mm -hmm. of like that practical way sort of like this is life like that's life like sometimes life is sad and this is something that I can tap into and use and even the way she sort of moves through the world with um, this stoicism, like feeling a little stoic, but I don't think it is stoic in the way that I would necessarily approach people who are stoic, like emotionless. I think Alexandra is filled with emotions, but um, sort of has that, I don't know. And I also think that's probably why Heidi relates to her, (laughs) I was thinking, where, you know, we have Heidi who's a bubbly German, but probably also understands um like Alexandria's mood and Alexandria's style and an approach to things but yeah I don't know I think if you are if you have a very deep awareness of life there's Mm -hmm. that I think that melancholy is just part of it and I don't think it's particularly negative or depressing or it's just an awareness of the fragility of beauty of life or whatever which I think Alexandria said in the episode with their own words yeah and I thought oh that's it this is you yeah (laughs) makes sense um okay so then uh we move on from the butterfly house to mood where uh yeah so this is like I don't really know how far out from Manhattan Sweetbriar is but just sort of it's thinking about, about two hours by car oh my gosh two hours that's crazy so they're well, without, dr- traffic, without traffic I should yeah. say yeah that's a good point so they're driving back into Manhattan to go to mood they get 30 minutes to shop and $500 is their suggested spending budget. And we get to see sort of like, <laughs> this is the last challenge. And a lot of the designers end up going over budget. So we have Dom who's like, listen, I'm, I ran over to those designer prints because they're expensive and they feel nice. And so she's pulling out, you know, very strategically, like she knows where she's going. Um, as opposed to our dear, dear friend, Brayden, who, you know, as a reminder, did not sketch anything, uh, just enjoyed himself, quite frankly, just really liked the sights. And um, I describe him being in mood without a prayer or a plan. His strategy <laughs> is, give me it. Give me it. Give me that. Yep, give me this. <laughs> like, he's just, he's with all these, like, poor mood consultant people who are following them around like uh, and it's the we don't see this person's face but they're telling Brayden the price is like well, okay so this is like six dollars a yard and this one's two dollars a yard and Brayden's like um give me it give me all of it all of it and so he's buying like he's trying to rescue all the boats of fabric like it's like mood some awful orphanage that's just like hoarding all of these you know uh these poor poor bolts of fabric and he's trying to save all of their lives like he's He's pulling things off the shelf. They're falling to the ground. I've never seen anyone. And like, you can only do this if you are let loose in mood with no one else around. Because quite frankly, I was like, how dare you, Brayden? Like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of work it is to put these things together. But he was just like ripping shit off of the shelves and just like, I have all of it. I don't know how many bolts of fabric he, he, uh, he like, he, he saved, I don't know, or injured. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, did you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> you know what? I thought, oh, Brayden, you are being Helen right now. <laughs> oh, 
And this is the episode where I where I found I think I may have said this before, but there are moments where Helen and Brayden are very similar. Interesting. Except Brayden is has far more experience being in control of stress, mm-hmm. whereas Helen has none. Yeah. Yeah. Um or seems seems to have none. I don't want to say oh has you know, so no, I don't know Helen, you know, I just know what from the edits were given, so I'm going to say seems. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Um, because I mean, I think after seeing this, I was like, well, maybe now from now on, Brayden, you make sketches because I don't think you can really wing it. You don't look like someone who's quite comfortable working this way. Uh, and maybe you'll learn something from this, but, um, either way, Tim calls time and, uh, yes. I think. I actually think Brayden is very comfortable improvising, but maybe mm-hmm. not in this medium. So I think that's what was sort of interesting to me about it is Brayden adapting a process Brayden's used to improvising, mm-hmm. but to a medium that's sort of not, that's, I don't want to say new, but something that's newer yeah. than than the one that Brayden's used to improvising with. So like movement, dance, or, or whatnot. Um you know? Yeah, I, to- I actually really agree because... I'm not sure if that makes sense. <laughs> no, I think because, you know, and I'll just say because here I am, I'm in Rochester because I'm an artist in residence and uh, currently going through something with a piece that I'm working on where I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about this. I don't think I like it. <laughs> and I know, I'm like, so I, I work in a way that kind of stresses me out at the very beginning and sometimes, well, more than not, works out okay but I'm also wondering do I want to put myself through that kind of stress and also is it something that is actually helpful or is it something that I can adjust to I think I'm definitely I'm projecting onto Brayden because I'm like Brayden look at yourself like you're you're so worried do you want to have to go through all of this (laughs) I think Brayden was stressed by the way I think that And I think this is the most stre- this is like probably the second most stressed episode we've seen Brayden be. Um, so I think that Brayden was stressed, but I think the stress was to me the stress came from mm-hmm. improvising in through a new medium. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Agree. All right. So um, okay, it's time for the first time to actually see what everyone spins because this is the last challenge which means it's the last go bank bank card uh, opportunity for a commercial so i'll go down the list we see that dom went slightly over budget with 628 dollars and she was like oh it's like not as much as i thought (laughs) but i'm like but wait and she looks at brayden and brayden swipes his card and he spent 984 dollars which i am surprised by i thought he spent a lot more and then we have Helen, who's been $1,057. We didn't really get to see that much of her other than um, she grabbed uh, a bunch of orange. So I'll just say that Helen is, her inspiration is the monarch butterfly. And in my notes, I just said, sorry, I think the monarch butterfly is the most boring butterfly. No oh, yes. offense, monarch butterfly, but it's it's like one of those everyday butterflies that we're lucky to see. We're lucky to see. I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to to know what a monarch butterfly looks like. But if you're in a butterfly 
house with all of these different, uh, you know, iterations of butterflies flying around and you kind of tag on to the one that you can just sort of see outside of a butterfly house. I'm just, I just thought it was a missed opportunity and, and maybe just an excuse to buy a lot of orange. You know, maybe she just likes yeah. orange and need an excuse to take a range. Cause that's basically all she buys is a bunch of orange. So she spent a thousand dollars on orange and then we have Alexandria, who spent $992, and then Justin, who spent the most at $1,167. I <laughs> um, All I have to, have to say is, after this, uh, I just want to point out that Tim, Tim Gunn calls 15 minutes, which is their halftime, and the camera switches to Swatch, who looks up and goes, 15 minutes? Okay, uh, th- does that mean you guys are leaving soon, 15 minutes, or are you lying to me again? And and <laughs> it's really going to be like 30 minutes. I, I just have to know. Like, <laughs> can you guys just leave? Anyway, so um, so we say bye to Mood and, and to Swatch so Swatch can get back to napping in the cotton section. <laughs> and um, let's see here. We, we go back to our workroom. And we're seeing a little bit of what everyone has. And we do get a little bit more from Justin, who I didn't, I don't think we saw much of in mood, but Justin is doing a lot of piping and doing like what he calls chunky piping, where he's, uh, it looks like something that's very elaborate and, um, and, and in, in terms of the structure. And we see here Brayden, who, is like, oh my God, I have to make a decision. Still doesn't really know what he's going to do, but starts doing this thing where he's rolling these um, fabric pieces up into little wraps or like little noodles, he calls them. And this is where I realized that the designers have two days for this challenge, which is great, but also having gone through a season where most of the challenges are one-day challenges, when you get a two-day challenge, then we get to see sort of like how they're going to waste their time. So Brayden <laughs> is making noodles and uh, Dom is looking over there and been like, I'm so I'm waiting for him to drape something. He's just making these like rolled up things. And uh, I don't really know what, like, are you going to get a move on? Like, are you going to do anything? So yeah. Yeah. Um, it's basically the whole first day where I don't really know how much time that they've had after going to Sweetbriar, um, having to drive two hours back and forth, back to Mood, and then back to the workroom. Uh, you know, I'm making fun of Brayden, but I probably would have done the same thing where I'm just like, yeah. listen, my mind is crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make any decisions because I feel weird. So I'm just going to do things with my hands and maybe this will be helpful but I have no idea and this is all I can do at the moment. So um, anything else to say about this first day? Uh, well, other than the fact that what a nice vibe in the workroom, <laughs> you know, I was like, Oh, this is such good TV now <laughs> because it's like, there's enough chatter, but not too much. There's enough silence, but not too much. People are working. It sort of seemed like, you know, you get to enjoy like, the funny little things yeah. so I, I was like oh finally <laughs> it's I'm, so glad you, I'm so glad you finally get a chill <laughs> like 
the <laughs> chill episode. <laughs> and I, you know, we don't have to apologize anymore. We're just like, okay, great. We made it past <laughs> the hump of drama. Um, and we get to deal with other kinds of drama. Like, what is Brayden doing? <laughs> yes, Poor Brayden. that's the real drama. That's the drama that I like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so day two, we come on in, and it's time for their consultation with Billy B. And it's this is sort of mostly the first half of the workday. Um, so we, we do get to see them going in, but also Tim announces that they'll also have a nail consultation with someone also from L'Oreal apologies but he didn't have a Chiron this guy and I didn't write his name down he's just another L'Oreal person but um anything to say about this time with them no um I mean do you want to go through like Tim talking to each person or or oh yeah we're gonna do that next yeah oh we're gonna do that let's let's fast forward through that I just want to make sure we didn't like gloss over anything oh yeah, yeah Okay. No. So it's Tim time for real. I wrote in my notes because the first time I, he came in, I was like, "Oh, it's Tim time." Oh no, it's consultation time. Okay. But now it's Tim time, and Tim goes to Dom first. Uh, this was probably my favorite moment of the entire season, um, and it's and it's uh, to me it's iconic, uh, you know, as a Dom fan. So we'll say okay. So goes up to Dom, and uh, she's like, "You know what? I'm taking my inspiration." from uh from the crossbreeding that these butterflies do dom was paying attention dom is a good student so i i'm assuming that someone came in from sweetbriar to explain to them who who these butterflies were introduced them by name and was like listen so these butterflies crossbreed and so it it it, uh, results in these um wonderfully different patterns on their wings so she's crossbreeding with her fabric and she's using these really poppy cool bright prints and then she tells Tim okay she's like I'm gonna make this outerwear but underneath I'm gonna do a jumpsuit and I'm either gonna use this ivory fabric I have or I'm gonna use another print but I'm not sure if that's overkill and then Tim puts his head down and just goes John (laughs) and she's like what is wait did you not hear me um is that overkill dumb it's like i don't wait what's happening right now i don't like what why are you talking to me like that tim like tim like does this thing where that his chin is on his chest and his eyes are looking directly into dom's eyes and she's just like oh my god what's happening right now i don't think i've ever seen this before i've never seen on any previous uh seasons of project runway because usually like tim has like a stature where you can you can you know when you're in trouble or not or when he like leans back and like puts his hand on his chin or when he like does stuff with his glasses like there are things that that Tim does where you can interpret it as a watcher of the show we're like I kind of know what Tim is going to say next but this was a moment where like wait what good or bad (laughs) I really don't know and so with his stern face he just likes Dom what do the judges love from you and she's like oh the way that I use a fabrics and prints in this like wonderfully harmonious yet genius way um just sort of like how I've created my own <laughs> language with uh uh with with patterns and prints put together in a way that they've never seen before in a way that they constantly praise me about like you mean <laughs> that he's like yes <laughs> but also I feel like because the last time she tried to tone herself down she almost went home I know and, the southern challenge yes so 
I just was like, I, I was, cause I was like, I think that's where Tim was going where the last time I don't think he was as stern with her about following her gut. And this time he definitely is being stern. Like you need to follow your gut dumb. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I also have to say that even for that challenge, can I like just say a little bit about that challenge? Oh for yes. Like please. A second. Yes. Because that challenge, um, I don't know. I think that challenge proves proved to me and, and, and this one too, how consistent, first of all, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Like I love Dama as a can, as a contestant. Um, and the, all of Dama is very consistent at being appropriate hmm. for the challenges. And I, I think that um, the judges have not always known how to, interpret or see it because there's someone else kind of being more of a showstopper Mm -hmm. but or showboat uh, I should say Mm -hmm. but even in the southern challenge I find it so interesting well first of all the challenge was almost set up for them to fail because Hmm. the southern woman I'm like what does that even mean especially for a majority audience who who is not from the south right yeah the south is small it's not it's not small but it's like the U.S. is big. It's not just the South, right? So when you right. say a Southern woman, then be clear. Like, is that a, and I'm just going to be very, very stereotypical right now. Like, is that the wife of an oil tycoon or mm-hmm. is that somebody from the B-52s in Atlanta? Like, yes. or I'm sorry, Athens, right? So what yeah. kind of person is this? Is mm-hmm. this, who is she and where is she going? Yes, yes. <laughs> but but all, all they say is this like little tagline, like Southern woman. Okay, like. Uh, like that's the same across every state and across every class. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, Dom and Kevin. No, Kevin. Yes, was it? Was it Kevin? Oh, Ken. Ken. I'm sorry, yes. Ken. Dom and Ken both made things that are very similar, not similar, but in the same line of thinking as the designer, the Southern designer that Michelle Obama chose to wear for the inauguration. So, yes. I, this is more affirmation for me that Dom is consistently <laughs> appropriate for the challenge, yeah. <laughs> but, but often has a hard time being seen for such decision-making, for such precise decision-making. Yeah. So anyway, I, I kind of just went on a little battle trip, but that's sort of how I felt at this moment with the prince. I'm like, Dom, you are consistently appropriate. Just, mm-hmm. just, just go for it, you yeah. know? That makes me oh, even. Oh no, go ahead. All that to say, I'm not even sure if what was called pared down, like, like when people said to Dom, "You didn't do enough." Mm-hmm. I was like, "How do you know? What, what what is the criteria that defines enough?" And and again, what, enough for who is going where? You know. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I totally agree. I mean, because that's the thing about what I love about Tim is that Tim even when these challenges are very much loosey goosey in that way, where they're not acknowledging how diverse the South is, or they're not giving enough instructions when they're giving five criteria for all the challenges that, that Tim here is, is, is a grounding affirmation for her. And, um, you know, even when, when like, I think last week when, when people went home, I, I think Tim was, surprised by the outcome because he's not I don't know like he's just he's he sees 
he definitely sees them more than the judges, but um, there, I think it's good for them to be seen in that way. And, and here we see Tim literally seeing <laughs> Dom um, and making her, her feel seen in that, in that way that, that, that you brought up that she's, you know, hasn't really been recognized by the judges. I totally agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next we have Helen uh, and she's doing a cape. She's doing a cocoon cape uh, with just the model's face exposed. And then underlying is uh, uh, an orange dress. And <laughs> any thoughts on, on what was happening here with, uh, with our dear, dear Helen? I mean, I love orange. You know that. Not that kind. Not that orange. But I thought, well, hasn't Helen already made a cape this season? Yes. Yes. She, has. she made a made really nice cape. A beautiful, beautiful cape, cape that everybody loved. Yes. I thought it was funny when there was a clip of Brayden kind of going, what? And Brayden's <laughs> eyes kind of pop out um, to say, that is so costumey. Meanwhile, I'm like, how many rolls of silk? How many silk noodles have you made, Brayden? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. I'm like, keep your words, keep your eyes to yourself because you haven't done anything except for those noodles. Um, so funny. But I actually, this is a thing. So you were describing this velvet cloak cocoon like thing that I think, I think Brayden said it looked like an, like, like a costume, but I really liked it. <laughs> I like this cape. It really was costume. It looked like it was a, like the, the main fabric was um, velvet and that she used maybe like some pleather or leather applique designs on top. But actually, it was also very literally looking like some uh, butterfly wings so clearly she's taken all the inspiration from this monarch butterfly and i've never really thought of monarch butterflies as being exactly orange i've, I've thought of them yeah. as being shades of gold which is interesting yeah. that that's sort of the take that she's going for and um and of course we have seen in the past when, you, when you're combining orange and black that there is something that happens where it conjures up halloween but um Tim just says, I don't think it's working and yeah. sort of leaves it open. He's like, I'm, I'm not really see this. This is working because it looks like you're going to have an exquisitely made dress, but it's covered up by this thing. <laughs> He's looking at this cocoon thing. And um, I don't know about you, but I thought of that as that could have been the avant-garde element that she could have done something else with that where, you know, I don't think she had to scrap the whole thing, but it, it wasn't going to be about the dress and, and let that be okay. But Helen puts her hands up and she starts to spiral. And again, her reaction is, well, I spent like, I spent like all of yesterday on that. Like I spent so much time on this. Now, now I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm thinking of going home and it's like making me have a block. So we, we leave Helen for a commercial break. We come back after a commercial break and Helen is like still shaking in red and Tim is there. And, um, and we, we also talked about this on podcast about like how Tim has learned how to deal with Helen, or I feel like this is a way to deal with someone who is spiraling and there is a deadline and there are concrete things that you have to do. So Tim is just gets in her face and like, come on, just claps at her. Like, <laughs> so like you're getting the attention of of your cat or your your dog or whatever and like not like no disrespect to like I'm not calling Helen like an animal but I'm just like 
mm-hmm. getting down to basics and also just trying like to pull her out of being distracted by her spiral. So if you can imagine just sort of all she's seeing um, are she, she's only seeing no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. And Tim is like, okay, the best thing for me to do is just like, listen to me, look at me. So he, he, did, he did this with Dom before, like Dom. And now he's going, Helen, yeah, <laughs> Helen, there are things you can do. There are things that you can do. You have to get out of this conundrum. Rally, rally. <laughs> so. Slap the desk, rally. Rally. <laughs> um, all right. And then um, next we have as uh, we have Alexandria and we don't really spend that much time on Alexandria, but I was a little worried because she's doing strips of what I think is silk and it's wrapped around the body and Tim is into it, loves it, loves the goth look of it. Again, like she's going from this sad, uh, dark butterfly inspiration, death, um, uh, the sadness of, of life. And Tim is a fan. <laughs> Loves it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was looking good. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure what was going on. I was like, you know what? This is one of those things. And this is how I've been feeling with Alexandria this entire season where I'm like, hands up. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I thought, it, <laughs> I thought it was so funny when Tim went from Helen from going, hey, rally rally clap slap clap rally to hi alexandria (laughs) and also what what like like must have been like such a little walk of fresh air it's like okay someone who i have to expend so much energy to get them focused and someone who's super focused and it's kind of like yeah so um i'm always this way i am always got something on my dress form and uh you have any ideas okay I think there's only been one time when Alexandria has been lost, and that was the uh, the Southern Challenge, the, Southern <laughs> the challenge. Belk yeah. Challenge. So hard for everybody. Yeah. All right. Then Next. we get to Brayden. Brayden. Oh my gosh, what is going on here? What did you think about okay. this? Oh my gosh, I w- I want to know what you think of this because I okay. felt like such an asshole about making fun of him with his noodlery, uh, because. Brayden has something on the dress form and it looks really nice. And I was, I was, I was like, okay, he's pulling a Miranda and a Helen and doing a two piece study, but it's a mullet style where it looks like it's like businessy on the front and it's a party explosion of, of stuff on the back. And Tim, we, we don't really see much of the back, but it's turned around and that's what Tim sees first when he approaches Brayden. He's like, Oh my God, it's like a sculpture. I love the back. And then he turns it around uh, for Tim and Brayden's like, yeah, I want to keep the the front pretty clean and 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 simple. Or I was going to do that, and Tim goes, okay, yes, mm, I agree with that. Keep the front pretty clean and simple. And Brayden's like, and then I made all these noodles. So instead of keeping it simple, um, I could mess it up like this. And he starts putting the noodles on his shoulder and putting noodles around the back and just kind of these long little strips. And Tim goes, dun dun dun. Do you really need those? And it's another moment of, I spent all this time making these things kind of nonsense. So Yeah, and I must use them because I spent time making them. And this is when I was like, oh, my goodness, you are so much like Helen. I know, right? Because, and I forget the name. I forget the name for this idea of when 
a person is unable to disconnect from the effort they've made in order to do something better, they're kind of stuck. In, oh, but I made this. There's, There's a, a term for that? it. It's like, yeah. Um, it's usually applied to effort. Like, oh, I've spent all this time working on this. I don't, I'm just going to say an example on this uh, project. So mm-hmm. I have to see it through as opposed to it's never going to happen. So mm-hmm. do something else or change it. Right. So I, I think that Brayden I'm, yeah, Brayden and Helen are so similar okay. in that regard. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, I want to know what that word and, is. And, no, go ahead. If I think of it, think of it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Yes, let me know, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 yeah, I did have the thought of what a difference a two-day challenge makes, where you can spend all of this time essentially just – wasting it but not really mm-hmm. wasting it i don't i don't yeah. i you know i i i use that word very lightly because i i'm a i'm a process-based artist and i love process and that's why i love this show so much i think that's why we all love this show so much because it always leads up to something so even if he wasn't going to be able to use those things that he spent that time on i think it's sort of like you know taking a shower or going for a walk like there there's certain things that you need to let your brain just do to come to conclusions and, you know, especially when you're stressed out. So, um, Tim is like, Oh, those noodles don't enhance it in any way. And I'd be very careful at this point. And then Brayden starts to play around with it or takes one noodle and and puts it around the waist of the mannequin. (laughs) And Tim goes, wait, hold it there. Wait, I just got a little chill. I got some chills. Actually, it's almost like you could hear a record scratch in Tim's brain. And Brandon's like, wait, well, a little lower. He's like, a little lower, a little higher. No, chills are gone. A little to the left, chills are back. And so it's like this <laughs> little, uh, basically what the noodle is doing, it's it's following the flow of the little slight sculpture that he's done with the skirt part. And the noodles are back in business. So like Brayden is like, okay, that's great. And it seems like this problem is solved. <laughs> we do get to use these noodles. It's like the drama of will he, won't he use his yes. noodles? <laughs> yes. So, um, all right. Anything else to say about Brayden? Yeah. <laughs> Who is she and where is she going with all those noodles? <laughs> <laughs> I think for this could we say that she definitely is going to go to a uh, a noodle-themed Met Gala? You just have to wait for the right year. Right, right. You have to wait for the carb year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what if oh, a carb-themed Met Gala? That would be so I'm, great. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, who's I'm ready gonna, for all that macaroni. <laughs> I mean, who's going to show up actually wearing macaroni and, like, the sourdough that they made? I want homemade sourdough <laughs> on a dress. That would be so great. Blech. You know, Rihanna, I think, would, would make a dress out of sourdough. She would do it. Um, okay. So next we have Justin. And Justin is also doing a two-piece study. But with also with some piping manipulation. And um, Tim is concerned because the textile that he's using on the, I think, the outer coat, or, or maybe the, it's the underneath so 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 okay I'll just describe it Justin is also doing sort of this cocoon reveal type deal but not as literal as um Helen um there is an outer part that reveals in the the butterfly underneath 
and and Tim kind of suggests that he use a different fabric because the under outfit looks cheap. <laughs> and I have to say that Justin is the person who spent the most money. <laughs> spent like eleven hundred dollars. Okay. So um he kind of does an overlay of some other expensive textile that he bought and that seems to fix it. So we leave Justin and Tim also leaves the workroom. And um, that's pretty much the end of time with them until the models come in. So we have, <laughs> we have the models and um, I just want to point out that we don't really, let's see here. I'll, I'll just say that we get most, a lot of interaction between Helen and her model. Um, and, but essentially this time is where the designers are being asked to comment on their colleagues, their fellow designers or fellow competitors' looks. And the funniest thing was when Justin described Alexandria's avant-garde look as creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I think I also really like that word. I was like, creepy is a good word. Um, also Helen's model asks her, so what did Tim think about your look? And because Helen is having a hard time, she says, is at being, okay, so, okay, let me try to synthesize this because I think this is the moment where we realize that Helen is uncomfortable with the idea of avant-garde because she's looking around the room and she's seeing her fellow designers, uh, you know, fit their models and I guess for the first time seeing exactly what they're making and she's looking at them and seeing avant-garde but for her um she's she kind of like needs her model to kind of give her a pep talk where the model's like well you know like avant-garde is kind of you know over the top so you can do whatever you want excuse me and there's also like a, a maybe an element of costume in what everyone else is making but that's a part of it so I'm I'm I was just sort of inferring what Helen is verbalizing <laughs> to her model in terms of, you know, like look what they're doing, and I don't know if, if there is um, like a value she's putting on that, whether or not she thinks it's good or bad, because I feel like she's sort of internalized that everyone's making a costume, and I don't make costumes. I'm a very elegant evening wear designer, and I don't I, I don't know if I can do whatever avant garde is because. I'm more streamlined, fitted, and I'm not, um, I'm not crazy. <laughs> so I don't know if you got that, but that's sort of what I, I kind of bought from what well, she was saying. I, I didn't think that at the time. Um, but it, as you said it, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And thinking through just in the last challenge, how I thought, by the way, I didn't want to start the show saying this, but I really didn't think that Helen made the challenge like didn't respond to the challenge on the last episode oh yeah. i didn't see what that midriff star dress in cream had to do with this person who made like messy spray paint dynamic stuff yeah so i think that i didn't think about it until you just said it but i agree with you i agree with the fact that i don't i don't think helen is into that but it also frustrates me because helen i know you've seen the show 
each challenge, like this is not a new category of challenge they've just put on the map, you mm-hmm. know? So you knew you were going to do an avant-garde challenge. Yeah. You know? And I think another difference between Helen and Braden is that Braden is hyper-prepared for every challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but Helen isn't. And that's fine, but it's sort of like, oh, come on, Helen. Like, stop giving yourself excuses. You yeah. know what that it's going to happen, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm glad you brought up that she's seen the show before because it makes me wonder about how does she take in new information and how does she apply it to mm-hmm. how she already does things? Because I'm like, you can do something streamlined that's also avant-garde. I'm pretty sure you can. Totally. totally. Yeah. And, and also just, you know, she's very meticulous and we've seen we know her process she is really really afraid of quote-unquote messing up like whatever that means she's afraid of quote-unquote doing it wrong doing it incorrectly like she puts a lot of pressure on herself that is internal and I kind of am thinking of that in terms of how she designs like she doesn't go too far away from the body and um like these decisions that she makes like the the best thing that she's made I really do think was that unconventional challenge with Kate where there was this beautiful like waviness to it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you've done it before you've done, you know, pretty intricately done things and stuff that I think it would, I don't know. is like a lot harder than Prince for instance, but she, um, there's just so much, so much going on inside of her head that, yeah, it just really messes yeah. her up. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, that idea was came from Helen. So I think Helen yeah. does need somebody else there with more confidence to just assure mm-hmm. Helen, which is fine. Helen is a young designer. It's on national television. Yeah. It's a lot, you know, but still it's sort of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what she ends up doing, so after the models leave, Helen decides to do a raw chiffon edge technique that she says she's very comfortable with this. And, uh, you know, and what's sort of, looming and she again says it out loud she's like I know I'm hit I'm not hitting the avant-garde note and she just mm-hmm. goes headlong into doing a dress that she knows how to do that is definitely like not the challenge um yeah all right so that's the end of day two and the next day we come back into the workroom for runway day dun 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 no it's not it's not runway day why? Because something's happening. They come into the workroom. The looks on their faces are like something is very wrong. It's very wrong. And they keep it in suspense from us as viewers. We have no idea what they're looking at. But what they're looking at is the belk wall. And it could have been like, oh, my God, look at these accessories today. Holy shit. Belk has outdone themselves with ugliness. How could they do this? This is so wrong. Everything on the belk wall is so ugly but it's not it's not (laughs) what they've done is they've wheeled in all of the losing looks and have put them in front of the belk wall anyway so all of the losing uh looks have been placed onto um dress forms and they're just lined up there and tim gunn comes in with a huge joker smile like this is i feel like a rare moment where tim is pulling on like his Heidi costume for a little bit and is like, da, 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 da. look guys, a twist. 
so um, it's twist time. Tim confirms. So, designers, today is not a runway day. It's not. Um, the judges have decided to present you with an additional challenge. For the first time in Project Runway history, two challenges will rock the runway. And it's just like... <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. like huge huge game changer and the only person who is really uh into this is alexandria she's <laughs> like something uh, finally finally something up to my level <laughs> i know she's just like i i love it because her her uh her face is like listen i'm ready bitches I'm so Vaughn ready for this. I'm so like Scandinavianly ready right now because I finished my mummy dress and you're all going to suffer because y'all thought you had time to finish your edges. Well, guess what, bitches? Mine are raw. Okay. My edges are raw. I'm done. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, no, I'm not done with my dress. I thought I had two hours to, you know, put my dress to a serger <laughs> or something. But um, basically what this is, is that Tim here is pointing to this row of like loser outfits. And um, here he's like, here is the design work that resulted in each of these designers getting eliminated with the exception of Justin, who was still with us. And so each of them, each of the designers have to select um, which designs that they want to transform and essentially take it from a losing look to a winning look. And, um, Tim says, like, you can't disregard what this is. These looks are hideous. All right. Mm. When the judges look at these ugly looks when and, they, and they're in their transformed um, uh, winning version, they have to believe that it came mm. from these losing looks as a point of departure. And I'm just like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I know. I found that confusing, too. I was like, as a what do you mean? they had to be transformed. Like I, I didn't really understand what that meant. Yeah. I thought it was like, you can't make them look too different because then they won't believe that it came from, they'll be like, did you use a different fabric or some like annoying question like that? Um, I'm wondering if that's, that's what it meant. But and anyway, so Tim goes like, I promise tomorrow is the runway. No more jokes. Like I'm not Heidi Klum. So I'm going to be straight with you. And so Dom gets to choose first. Cause she won and she takes Jeremy's outfit, dun dun dun, yeah. from the belt challenge. <laughs> that she yeah. came back on. Yeah, I was like, there's so many. That belt challenge was really influential. The more I think about it, um, <laughs> Alexandria takes on Miranda's uh, last two piece study, and she's like, I can take these twenty dollar pants and make them into two hundred dollar pants. I'm like, of course you can. Brayden takes Sue and Dom's like, oh my God, like that dress is totally made out of placemats. And I don't know if Brayden knew this. I think Brayden just actually liked it and was like, Sue, this is great. Like so much to play with. <laughs> like, oh, look at these style lines. I'm attracted to them. Yeah. But I totally forgot what the fabric was. Um, anyway, so then we have Helen who chooses Kate because Kate helped me through a lot. So she's going to take Kate's outfit. <laughs> and then Justin can only think about the dress that eliminated him. And it's also for a, a very traumatic um, memory because he's taken back to what he went through when he thought he was gone and 
probably more than he's saying because of course this was an experimental dress where he worked really hard on this doing something very different um so he breaks down and decides to go for the dress that he almost went home on and um says it was a very difficult difficult decision but that it's a perfect opportunity to transform it into something that is beautiful and that if he hadn't done it he would have regretted it so yeah um that's bold that was bold i you know i don't <laughs> think it would have been me <laughs> don't think I would have done that and uh yeah Tim acknowledges just how bold it is and he's like you know Justin I'm very proud of you and I don't think I think Dom is the only designer who went over to hug Justin (laughs) like Justin's like sobbing maybe they edit that out but I don't I believe that no one else went to hug him I think only Dom did it because she also said like I don't think I would have done that I I think Justin's incredibly brave yeah so Tim leaves them with their losing looks to make into winners. And I have to I have to note that these designers are dressed to the nines because they thought this was the runway day. But, you know, just kidding. You have to sew all day in your nice clothes. Um, Helen sees this as a blessing in disguise because she's just got something else to focus on. So she's going to force herself through transforming the losing look and then she'll return to her avant-garde look later. And then we get to see sort of like how everyone is approaching these loser looks. <laughs> um, I have, ha- I'm having a really good time talking about them as loser looks, but I, I also want to say that the unofficial name of this extra challenge is making it work, the making it work challenge, which I just, I loved it so much. So anything to say about how they're sort of approaching these or anything that stood out or anything that you want to, I I just loved from this little previews that were given. I loved what Dom made. Like when we saw the the model sauntering down the workroom with that red jacket, I mm-hmm. thought, oh my god, what a cool jacket! Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's so funny because, um, I you know, and a part of me is like, what would I feel like if I if I were one of the losing designers? who had to look on this episode and see see the remaining designers take my look and transform it into something that I definitely would not have been able to do because I'm not them. And um, I, yeah, I, I agree because what Dom's doing with Jeremy's outfit, and, and again, this is the first outfit, not the last outfit. Unfortunately, Jeremy had two losing looks up there. So it was the, the original one. We had that horrible like 90s retro Florida look in print and um, that red jacket over the the top of it. And what Dom is doing is she's keeping the, um, the structure of the jacket because, you know, despite it looking awful, Jeremy is really good at construction. <laughs> so she's keeping the, the, the base of the jacket and then adding some like what looks like fresh and modern embellishments and details to it. And, um, and also like something like Helen is doing that I thought was, strange is that I, I don't think she's using Kate's print but is using a similar color is that right I don't really know yeah 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 because maybe they they that's one of the things I couldn't really replicate or that she couldn't use but I don't know what the rules are um for this because it looks like Helen is using a totally different fabric I thought so too and I don't think there was much fabric I don't know what could have been salvageable fabric wise from the skirt yeah yeah you know 
So, um, all right. So the models had come in again and the models are leaving again. Um, and it's, it's, uh, towards the end of the day, um, talking about a little bit of people's head spaces. We have Alexandria who starts to cry a bit and she says that worry started setting in right when she was sort of like finishing up sewing one of the outfits. And so there's a moment where we get to follow her into the, the call room and she makes a totally uh, impromptu call to a crowd of people. <laughs> and she calls Ew. this group that she's been working with called Camp Couture, which is a sewing camp for, um, it looks like mostly um, like women volunteers and, 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 and like all the kids we see are like young, young kids. They're and so cute. They're so, so adorable. But also, I'm just like, why are we only hearing about this now? I I, I just, I love that this is something that Alexandria has been doing. And also, it's clearly something that's incredibly important to her because she is sobbing when um, she connects to them on, on, yeah, not connects, when they show up on the video screen. It's it's clear that she's, she misses them and is very sentimental about it. It's really, really wonderful. But I think all the kids are like, look, I made this dress or like I made these pants and I look, I learned how to do this. And she's like, oh, my God, and it's like, show me some other things like, yeah. So like this is another thing that I did, Alexandria or Miss Alexandria, whatever they call her. But um, I really love that. I know. And this is when you can tell, like when the show has a lot. I mean, of course, the show has meaning for everyone who's on it. Mm-hmm. But for people who feel that they have a lot riding on it, you know, mm-hmm it's probably very hard for them to not take it seriously. Like every minute of Mm -hmm. every challenge, you know? So, yeah. And I, and I think this is a moment, this is one of, this is uh, her main motivation um, or one of her main motivations is to show her students um, that she can, she, you know, this is something else that's, that's out there for you. And I think she also wants to make them proud as well so yeah a lot of pressure okay all right so it's actually the day of the runway for real and (laughs) it looks like Brayden is talking to Sue's garment like trying to conjure Sue's spirit and stuff like throughout throughout this this uh pre-runway time because there's a moment where Brayden is kneeling at the feet of his model the one who's wearing the the making it work outfit which is Sue's outfit and he's looking up at her going like, oh, I'm freaking out. I'm truly freaking out. I don't know, like, what I'm doing. And the model's face looks like she's going, oh, my God, this is weird. He calls me Sue, but my name is Amanda. Like, I, Is he fixing this dress or is he worshiping whoever Sue is? Like, I don't know. That's what the model's face look like. I'm like, this is very awkward. Brayden, hold your voices inside. Anyway, um, yeah, anything to say before we get to the runway? No. All right, let's get there. Uh, all right, so we get to the runway, and um, we have Heidi coming out and, you know, reminding everyone that there's a lot of pressure here. This is the last challenge, and also that <laughs> this is a, they've, they've stacked another challenge on top of it called the Making It Work Challenge. Introduces our normal judges, Zach Posen, Nina Garcia, and then someone named Emmy Rossum, who was 
a singer and not from Sweetbriar and not an, yes. a butterfly yeah. expert. And not a designer. Not a designer either. Just someone who would maybe wear these clothes. Okay. Let's get to the runway. And listeners, I forgot to mention this at the top, but as always, we have a cheat sheet. And these are visuals that um, are, are, you know, you can follow along with us uh, in terms of the final looks of um, the designers for this runway. And everything is in runway order. And for this one, of course, since we have two challenges, um, I've just made two sections. So the first section is the avant-garde section. And then for the uh, making it work section, I've paired it with the loser look. <laughs> so we have the original loser look and then we have the updated winner look for the making it work challenge. So hopefully that's not too confusing. Um, okay, so let's go through this. Our first designer is Dom. And so this we're, we're going through the avant-garde challenge first. So we have Dom first. And uh, I have to say, this is the fa- this is my favorite thing that Dom has ever made on the show. Just being honest about it, this is it, it pulls in all the things that I love. You know, I have a love hate relationship with peplums, as we all know, where I'm like, they're not always necessary, they're always there, and I'm just like, why? But for this one, I know why. I know why it's there. Uh, the outerwear is quite amazing. Um, the way she mixes the prints is iconic. <laughs> I just can't say enough about everything about this outfit. There is a wonderful neck sculpture going on. There are belled out sleeves and there is this wonderful, um, I'll say contrast between the heaviness of this coat and the lightness of the jumpsuit underneath and how the jumpsuit flows, you know, the, the with the legs and just kind of walking so easily and that outerwear is so stiff and sculptural and amazing. I love this outfit so much. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I love it. I have nothing else to add to that. No, no. I want to hear your thoughts, Patricia. <laughs> I, I really mean it. Like, I felt the same way. I loved it. I thought it was spectacular. I wanted it. I was like, I wish I had a life where I could wear that. But... I just, I, I have nothing to add. I, I, I love this piece. I love what you said about it. I, yeah, it's, oh God. I remember, I, I think it was probably this moment where, again, I, I'll, you know, I'm, you know, my, my wonderful original co-host um, and dear friend, Samelia. So, you know, once upon a time when we, we all lived in Philadelphia <laughs> and watched this show, um, wow. watching Christian Siriano's um, uh, uh, fashion show during fashion week. Um, I'll describe this. Like I watched it the way I watch, you know, a finals tennis match, preferably between the Williams <laughs> sisters where I'm just banging my hand on the ground going like, come on, let's do this. You know, like, like a maniac, just so fired up and hyped up. That's what I did during Christian, Christian Siriano's runway show. And that that's what I did watching this come down the runway. I just like, I remember where I, I don't remember exactly where I was, but I remember the feeling and being like, holy shit, like this is, oh my God, this is so beautiful and so amazing. And I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. And also, especially on Project Runway. Um, and so proud that Tim like mean mugged Dom into doing what <laughs> she she could do. 
So. Yeah, and, and what Dom does best. And, you know, I was, oh, I'm not sure if I missed something, but even just watching it now, like, I thought Don, 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 Dom had used three prints, but I only, aside from the time they spent in the, in the workroom, I only see two, and I'm not complaining. I don't think a third mm -hmm. is needed, but I was sort of looking like, where's the third? Wait, where's the third print? But yeah. I don't see it on, did I miss it? There's a flash. It's lining the the neck, the, the top part of the, um, of the, the collar. So the collar that raises behind the model's um, head, um, there is oh, that's oh. lined underneath with a different print. I see, like a black and white. Z now I see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. That's very. That is actually really nice with the the, the pants. Oh yeah. Or the, that is really cool. Yeah. I love how the when they give close-ups of the judging panels, they're all like. <gasps> They don't know what to say. They're all like so serious. They're like, where did this come from? From that person we've been ignoring this whole time? I know. What? How could this be? What's wrong with her? Like like it couldn't be something, you know, that they haven't been watching. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I mean it's like I mean, we can like jump back and forth between the judging because all of them are gonna get judged, but everyone was fighting to wear that that coat. I'll just say not not everyone, but Emmy our guest judge goes like, Oh my God, like I want to wear that coat like right now. And Heidi looks over like, this is my show. Are you kidding me? How dare you? I'm going to wear that coat. And it was just so great because I feel like Dom was just exploding. She's like, wait, what, what's happening right now? They really liked it. I'm like, of course they did Dom. You made something ex absolutely spectacular. You made something incredible. Anyway. So yeah, I just, I love that moment. Okay. We have to go on to Alexandria. I do want to know your thoughts on this one because I don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it? I really like it. I mean, okay, I think it's overdone. I think it's overdone with mm. the little – I don't know what this is. There's a term for this too that I don't remember. Um, I did once have to know it, but I don't remember the word where the – where there's like a little train that attaches to the wrist. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure if it's attached or if the – I think the model is just holding it here. But I don't think that was necessary. Mm. I thought just as a dress, it's fine, you know, and I did like it. But again, this is something that by this time of when this aired, you just see a lot of this already. Mm. Um, so I almost wish she had done something a little more, but I did like it. Okay. Yeah. And what, why, don't, why don't you like it? Like, what do you think is missing? Yeah. What do you think is too much or too little? Well, I it just kind of didn't like the styling so much. Um, yeah. So the model's hair is gray, which I also think is sort of ahead of her time. Like it, it, gray hair is really in right now. Um, or even like, you know, like light purple or light blue hair. But I, I, there's something about the bottom part of the dress where I kind of wish that she had done this, you know, strip overlaying of these pieces all the way down or there's just a yeah. little bit of consistency that I didn't really understand the I top part that. of it was um maybe a little uncomfortable to watch because it, it was like there was no area for the breast there it, it felt like there was no bust and I and I think the front part was a little asymmetrical um which is fine but I just kind of I couldn't picture anyone but I think her name is Yaya is the wonderful model. Like I couldn't picture anyone else in it, let alone me 
but um yeah yeah I don't know yeah and I don't think I like that much raw rawness in in a garment um where it kind of sort of like what Justin has issues with where there's a lot going on and then it just kind of like blah you know it stops and I think the bottom part of that I, I I do find the most the most problems with that where I'm like it just looks like it stopped I totally agree. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. So then. Um, right. Sorry. Next we have um, uh, Helen. Apologize. <laughs> then we have someone who did exactly what you just wanted from um, Alexandria. Someone who did all the, like, did the same thing from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Which made me very bored. <laughs> I was very bored by this. I'm so sorry. It's very, you know, Chris pull out. If we just want to go inside the Project Runway um, pantheon, like the family. So it's very Chris pull out. We've seen this already, um, even on Project Runway. Uh, I love the color. I thought the color was very beautiful, but I really did miss something else, like an outer piece. It just felt, you again, in terms of avant-garde, I do think Alexandria's look is avant-garde. Um, that yep. is something that has a similar silhouette, but pushed it. And I thought, if this is something you can do so easily, then could you have pushed it to the realm of avant-garde in a way to sort of show us a little bit of expertise with this that is imaginative? And this really yeah. didn't have any imagination to it, I thought. Not at all. I totally agree. And I felt the same way about... And by the way, I, I don't dislike Helen as a contestant. I think Helen stresses me out with all these breakdowns. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. But, um, but I think Helen is super skilled. Super skilled. Yeah. And this is probably why Helen is on the show. I need, I need to push myself, right? This is right. probably why Helen is here. Um, but I look at this and I, I just, I totally agree with mm-hmm. what you said. Um, and, and just like the last challenge of the superheroes or the inspiration challenge, the, mm-hmm. I forget, next generation inspirations doesn't do the challenge. No, no, I totally agree. You know, <laughs> I don't think last episode made the challenge either. Like, Helen, what are you doing? Um, all right. Ready for Justin? Yeah. Uh, Justin's piece gets a few gasps from the judges. So I, again, like I, I, another, I think this is probably, probably my second favorite piece on the runway. Um, I really appreciated the outer look and this very subtle nod to a cocoon, um, because it, it comes out and I thought the proportions really, really worked. I often get on Justin for doing these boring A-line dresses. And I think that's what he did for this making it work piece, but whatever, I'll say that for later. But um, I thought if this, the silhouette really worked and again, very imaginative, a a really beautiful collar on this very flowy cloak that had a very stiff neck part. And then I just thought it was a very beautifully sculpted, dress I don't know I I really really liked it there's also like a little bit too much going on at the bottom and I didn't mind it at all anyway I I, I'm going to jump off of what you last said I thought the bottom was a mess yeah I love love cloak I thought the cloak I was like wow like that I don't think it was like 
it could have been pushed a little more, mm-hmm. but I thought in terms of proportion for that dress, it was good. The styling was great. I normally don't love Justin's styling, but on mm-hmm. this one I did. Um, but the dress, I thought, okay, an interesting top that goes with the, um, the cloak. Mm-hmm. I thought that neckline could have been more asymmetrical, more dramatic, as opposed to looking like a really, like, you know, Vera Wang just did a wacky wedding dress kind of top, mm-hmm. you know? The bottom is kind of a mess. <laughs> it does kind of like um, messy Vera Wang on the bottom. <laughs> oh, I don't even think it's Vera. I think it's Vera Wang on the top. I think on the bottom it's Sue. Sorry. Ah. Um, it's sort of like just hapless hapless you know but um but i i did like i think this was also my second favorite mm-hmm. wait let me think is this my it might have been my second or third favorite from yeah. the runway yeah. because the cloak was so good and the top was i just saw a lot of potential in that top yeah i agree and clearly you know at the beginning of this uh episode we have justin talking about avant-garde is all about manipulating material and it's really rewarding as a viewer to see Justin live up to that um, task that they gave themselves, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right. Next we have Brayden. And I'll just say that Brayden says that he knew what impact he wanted to have on the runway. Mm-hmm. Didn't know the shape. <laughs> didn't know the silhouette. Didn't know the materials. But knew the impact and felt like he, he had gotten there. So, um. I was very relieved for Brayden more than anything else. Um, I have to say, I, I thought that the look was fine, but I, okay. I still have a thing about high, low. I'm very, very tired of it. Very Mm -hmm. tired of the silhouette. I know it was still a thing back then, but um, yeah, I thought this was very beautiful. I'm, I'm glad he got to use all of the noodles. Mm-hmm. and uh look like a little petal um not necessarily a butterfly inspiration for me but um definitely like a like a tulip maybe mm-hmm. tulip wow i um i you know i think the butterfly inspiration is in the unfolding or the unrolling of these tubes mm-hmm. or what, what they call the noodles so i think yeah. that i think in terms of inspiration it's a it's a really interesting approach Mm -hmm. listen i think this is a mess i don't like this Mm -hmm. at all and i'm somebody who like lives and loves the avant-garde challenges Mm -hmm. and i think that the reason why this doesn't work for me and i love brayden i love watching brayden work i think brayden is a very interesting has a a very interesting creativity but i think this is such a hot mess i don't know why it needs to be held together by um, I don't know what that's called. Those hook, hook and eye, not hook and eye, but like. Oh, it's almost it's, like, it's, like a, the back of a corset or yeah. Yes. Like, like a exactly. corset back. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why this, why something that is a two piece needs to be held together in the back like that. Mm-hmm. So that's one question that I have. I don't know why there's so many noodles. I don't know why they're sort of tacked to the back. Like she just fell asleep on a, um, like if hay was these expensive silk noodles, if somebody <laughs> fell asleep, you know, yeah, and got up and they're still sticking because of static, you know, in the fabric. 
So they're walking around with all this static on their back. There's a lot of interesting ideas in this dress, but I don't think any of them are really clear to me. Hmm. And I didn't like how this dress moved at all. I thought it was very eye-catching. I thought it was very, like, showboaty. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it had anything coherent about it in terms of structure and in terms of aesthetic. Hmm. I don't know. And it, I don't know why it had to do with butterflies aside from, oh, okay, there's the unfolding, like, from the pupa to the butterfly. I think mm-hmm. I'm using that transition correctly. And then... The, the unrolling of these silks, you know, silk, I think, does silk come from butterflies? No, from no, spiders. they don't. I mean, oh God, what am I talking about? It's from worms. <laughs> They're silkworms. So, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, so I feel like it looks a little bit too much like bones to me mm-hmm. than, than oh, anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um... Um, so I think from that aspect, I feel like too much too much, too crazy, too nonsensical. So I actually mm-hmm. really didn't like this look, and I was hoping to like it, and I usually love an avant-garde challenge. I really do. Um, I thought I'd missed the mark. Oh, man. You know what? Sorry. Also, what? I have to say that you're – so silk – I'm sorry. This is so nerdy of me because, like – so, yes. So silk is made – from silkworms, yes, but um, I, but insects. I mean, so the, whatever a silk, silkworm is, um, uh, turns in actually uh, to, to an insect, but also in, other insects actually make silk too, like bees and yeah. wasps and ants. And uh, that's yeah, insane. It's... That's so I didn't know that. That's amazing. No, I didn't know that either. Oh my gosh. Um, but still, even with your like intervention of knowledge, this doesn't add to the garment. Oh, okay, yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, it does look more like bones. <laughs> for me, you know. Yes, yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm sorry, intervention of reason. I meant to say intervention of reason. <laughs> sorry. Um, still um, don't get it. <laughs> yeah, and also um, spiders do make silk. Um, but it's different types of silk. Sorry, let me just stop doing this. Like, I, I love insects. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, bones... I, I agree. Uh, not a lot of, of uh, butterfly inspiration. <laughs> um, but Brayden is last in our avant-garde challenge. So next is the making it work challenge. So we're going to whip around to the beginning and we start with Dom again. And let's see here. We have, oh my gosh. Yeah. So Dom is, again, is transforming Jeremy's outfit from the belt challenge and I think Alexandria leans over to Dom going like, oh, my God, Jeremy's going to shit his pants when he sees this. <laughs> so because it's cool. so good. And do you mind putting in some some of the judges reactions here? Oh, my gosh. Do you remember? From now? Yeah. From now? For, for this outfit. They were all like, oh, oh, quiet. Oh, yes. Oh. And also, this is another reason why I would hate to be a losing designer, having my design done by another designer who's gotten this far in the competition, because yeah. Nina Garcia is like, she's she now we get the full strength of her hatred for the outfit that Jeremy made, in a sense. And I'm, <laughs> hatred is a strong word, but Dom what has what Dom has done to this is she's broken up a print that 
Nina Garcia saw as unredeemable or something that was not able to be saved from the, you know, the, the trenches of, of like print hell (laughs) where whatever Nina Garcia deems is like the worst print on earth. She's like, there's nothing you can do to this. And so when this walks out, there's, there are black there. And so Dom has incorporated black. She's also incorporated, um, really, really strong graphic lines. She's doing a lot of the things that she's already done in this competition. I'll just say, so, um, so what's happening around the elbows of this of this jacket is or um or is that the vest? I think she made the jacket into a vest, right? She cut off the sleeves. Um, is that what's happening? I thought, no, I thought, it, I thought it was all one jacket, just with different sleeves. Okay, so if she's done that, then I think she did something like that in the the Heidi Klum challenge, hmm. in the athleisure challenge, where there is like this wonderful like graphic quality that she put into the garment using black lines. Um, um, but she has used also black lines and other other uh, uh, challenges in the past. And I thought she redid the skirt where there's also some graphic lines going on in, in it that's kind of hard to see from the cheat sheet. But they're there. It's just it's such a good, cool outfit that, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if this person wearing this outfit would, you know, drive to work on a motorcycle. Just so cool. Yeah. So... <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Next for Ready for Alexandria? Yeah. Um, so she's transforming Miranda's outfit. And I just, I didn't like it at all. So. I, yeah. Same. Yeah. I, again, Alexandria does this thing with a, a weirdly cropped outer part. So this time it's a vest that she, I think she hand painted this with silver and essentially took in and broke up the plaid pants with leather lines. Um, so there's like a leather or pleather uh, tuxedo stripe and transformed it or styled it in like a, like a punk rocker rooster kind of deal. Yeah. Um, there is a feathered mohawk going on on this model's head with two pigtails on the sides <laughs> and... I just didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't like it either. And I don't know. I think maybe Alexandria thought that she was that the judging was going to be how well do you transform this thing from something totally different. So going from something fifty-ish mm-hmm. to something I don't know, nineteen seventy-four. Oh. Um, I, but I, I'm guessing that that was the thought process for the for this to happen. But I still didn't really like it. That makes sense. But to I me. thought. I thought the, the the pants were amazing. The top was terrible. The styling was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next we have Helen, who is doing a two-piece study on Kate's losing print outfit. The judges were mad for this. The judges went bonkers for this outfit. They really, really loved it. I did not. I thought it it was very basic. You know, it's a it's a it's a really um, it's an ivory crop top <laughs> with sleeves on with a um, a midi length pencil skirt that's also incredibly tight. Um, 
it's very um, uncomfortably retro for me. There's something that makes me, I hate recalling how Kate creeps me out, but it's like, this creeps me out in a way that I don't, I can't really explain. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't really get it. It felt, um, it, it felt incredibly simple in a way that I was just like, I, I, I don't think this is, uh, I, I don't think this should qualify <laughs> as an outfit in like this far into the competition. I don't know. I, that's harsh. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I thought, well, again, we're not really told what the criteria is for the challenge. It doesn't look like Helen used any fabric. From you know what? I think you're right. From Kate's material, which is fine. But if that's fine, then why did everybody else have to use it? You I, know? Yeah. Because I think that if, if, Helen had made this skirt with Kate's blouse, would that have made more or less sense? I also look at this and I'm like, who is going to wear this besides this model or anybody else who's ultra thin? So, Or someone who's acting in a period piece or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, I didn't like it. I didn't. For me, it was not. It was differently bad than the original. Yeah. Um, all right. Next we have Justin, who is, of course, transforming the piece that he originally almost went home for. Yeah. And, you know, before I was just like, oh, we're back to an A-line. <laughs> like, a, like a really, you know, a knee-length A-line dress. I wish. I really, because I, I feel like Justin does these incredibly interesting things with construction, but they get buried in black. Like I think there's a lot more going on than I can see. But um, I was like, okay, this is nice. This is this is nice. I think there's something interesting going on with the skirt. But um, I don't know. What were your thoughts on this? You know, I I thought this was okay, and I think I think the reason for the A line um, might have been to try to make it look younger because the critique of the the gown was, oh, it looks so old, oh, or right. whatever. So I think maybe that was the de decision around that. Um, but I thought it was okay. I thought, I thought Justin did a great job expressing the critique of the judges mm -hmm. about the gown with this. Having said that, I still don't like it that much. Hmm. Interesting. But it's not, it's not the worst thing on the runway. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's okay. It's like a solid B. <laughs> yeah, it's not a C. It's not a C. It's not an A. It's a solid B. <laughs> well, what do you think about this next one, which is Brayden, who is, of course, using Sue as inspiration and continuing the the look of asymmetry and trying to make it more sleek and sexy. Um, yeah. What, what did you think about this? Sorry. <laughs> I that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh listeners, if you weren't able to uh to get that over the mics, uh I asked yeah. Patricia what what would you think about Brandon? And uh you let out a huge <laughs> yawn. <laughs> I understand this medium very well. I I gesture a lot. <laughs> I mean, how could you let out a huge yawn if this dress nearly brought Nina Garcia to tears? I don't 
understand why. So does this count as peplum, this little thing on oh, the, this on is the a front? Good question. I think it does. I, I think it does. I think it does. I just think it's so boring. I mean, it was boring before. It's boring now. Yeah, no, I. it's so funny because in the judging, let me let me find it because I am going out of uh, – <laughs> out of order on my notes but I wrote this down because there's a moment Let's see did I write it down correctly okay there's a moment on the judging panel during well not the judging panel during too close and too personal and the judging panel when they ask like what what is this fastening the top over her right shoulder what is holding that together and he's like oh um I just like knotted it you know it's like a button knot <laughs> I just some knot of buttons and then during the too close too personal uh Nina Garcia's like oh I mean the it's so chic and the button knot the button knot it really was taken down by that button knot that's just holding that thing together on that model's shoulder I was so confused (laughs) yeah same I was like really this is this is exciting um but also talk about like did you use like what materials did you use so I don't know if that material is what was in Sue's outfit or not but also you know again this is he he uh accidentally chose um an unconventional challenge outfit to to make this out of so maybe they're a little generous to him and to Helen um all right so that's the end of the runway uh which was you know wonderfully long because they made them make two outfits (laughs) yeah i know all right um so we have our oh gosh i yeah i went all the way down to the bottom so yeah so we we get to talk to all of the uh designers of course and um the first person that we talked to is justin and um and I and I will say I'm sorry it's Helen but I will say that that Heidi says that this is one of the best final runways that they've ever have that they that they've yeah. ever had and she's like I have a feeling that the judges will have a very tough decision to make today and I was just like will you because I I did not have that feeling <laughs> I I that's funny I didn't think about that but now I'm like oh yeah totally <laughs> I yeah I didn't think that I was like what oh. Um, and sorry to go back. So Justin is the first person up here and, um, everyone is asked to talk about their avant-garde and they're making a work look together and they give their, um, spiel about their inspiration. And so, um, we can just go through this. Um, anything about Justin or anything about the, the judge's reaction to both of his outfits? I mean, you know, Heidi said, oh, the, the last one was hideous. This one's sophisticated. I'm like, yeah, it's a sophisticated upgrade. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's, like, sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love – Justin is one of my favorites. I, I don't mean to be mean to Justin, but I just the dress is sort of like – again, I think it's an excellent execution in response to what the judges said. Yeah. And you know what? I accept that. I accept it. I applaud it. I accept that too. I, I'm wondering if you agree with Nina Garcia then, because she seemed to be the only one who I think gave very good practical feedback to Justin, which was watch your finishings um, because they're looking at, even in the close-ups, like they were looking at how 
he um, applied this piping and there was a, it was messier. And I think for her, she's like, I want you to watch the details. You're very Ooh. good at manipulating the fabrics. And she loved that. She pointed out the nails, love your nails and love the styling. But it's just those details that are just a little that need to bring you up a level. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also she she's the only one who asked Justin how do yeah. you feel emotionally about taking your old dress and making it into a new dress. I really do appreciate Nita for yeah. especially for moments like this. She was like, "Well, how, was that hard for you?" And he was like, "Yeah, it it was hard, but I would have regretted it if I didn't do it." I know. So. It was great that Nina asked that. Um next we have Helen and uh she, you know Spolins her spiel, so she's up there with her avant-garde and her making work look. What are your thoughts about our judge, judges' reactions to this? The judges' reactions? I thought they were all, like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, again, just taken aback I, by how much I, they like the making it work look. Yeah, um, and I... I sort of thought, wow, Zach Posen, this is what I'm kind of stuck on. Zach Posen said, your make it work look was more polished. And I thought, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says simplicity is next to godliness. Oh God. And, and he actually acknowledged that we've seen this raw chiffon edge technique many, many times. And he says, he's like, we've seen this a lot, but you know, it looked like a carrot in the gr- in a grater, like a grated carrot. Nina Garcia looks at it and she's like, I like the repurposed look. And it's very edited and streamlined. The avant-garde look is <gasps> so orange. Like she just gave the hugest eye roll and uh, just, just like hated the look of it. But uh, yeah. Um, but Emmy, the other person thought that at least the streamlined look or the making work look could be worn to a meeting or on a yacht or by Beyonce. I, I mean, Beyonce, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But to a meeting, to a like meeting, who, I mean, to a meeting about, okay, maybe if it's like a meeting about midriffs, I mean, a meeting, <laughs> I would love to go to a meeting where the agenda <laughs> was all about <laughs> we're going to discuss midriffs so Not wear me. them <laughs> or i should say show them show some midriff to our next <laughs> oh my goodness okay. i was sort of like wow you have never had like a job an <laughs> no, actual, i'm sure they, they had job. a job but not like a job job that you don't want to have job <laughs> exactly and i bet they do uh, you know i can only imagine you know if that's how they dress to go to jobs job in a reason in in hollywood you know, when you're having a meeting. Um, anyway, so, all right. Anything else before we go to Alexandria? Uh, no, no. Yeah, this is, so this, I thought about this moment when you brought up Alexandria's or your thoughts on Alexandria's inspiration and in terms of how Heidi connects with Alexandria because Heidi, I would say Heidi and Nina, mm, is that true? I don't think so. So Heidi loves the avant-garde look. Loves that it's, she says, it's goth, it's sexy, it's dramatic. And also 
loves the um the making it work look that it looks like um I think she really likes the the pants and the leather inserts and that it looks like a punk costume and she loves the look of a punk costume and um also Emmy loved the avant-garde look as well and how it wasn't a little uh expression of a butterfly which is something that I appreciated as well, where I was like, okay, I, I can get that. I do like that you can't really see it, but in terms of Alexandria's artist statement, it really does connect and expresses what she was going for. So, yeah. I, again, I, I actually, I agreed with everything you said about this dress already, about the bottom not being finished. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mayday, mayday. I'm so clumsy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, this is a that was like a classic Patricia moment. That's what my life. That's what all of my life is really like. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I was really so. What was I saying? Okay. So I agreed with you with everything you said about the bottom of the dress not being finished, etc., mm-hmm. etc. But I sort of this is sort of the moment where I can really see up close to the dress. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Alexandra knows what's up, in, like, knows what's in the moment in fashion. Mm-hmm. Alexandria knows what is going on. And I think that's where Alexandria and Heidi really meet, is because Heidi is not an avant-garde personality, mm-hmm. but she loves it. Loves but it. loves playing with it, mm-hmm. enjoys it, like, is very satisfied by it. And I think Alexandria... I think that's just how Alexandria likes to think in those terms. And I think that's where they meet. Yeah. Um, I, I also want to say something else, but now I don't remember. So. Oh, because I, I know you, you did start off saying something about the bottom part, how you agreed with what I said. Yeah. Yeah. It, it may come back to me. Okay. All right. So next we have Brayden. And, and Brandon mm-hmm. talks about, you know, the frantic energy of the butterflies and, you know, uh, Sue's placemat dress. And, oh, my gosh, Nina Garcia is over the moon with this outfit. She's like, two spectacular looks. The white is extravagant, risky, thoughtful, harmonious. Every angle is an interesting Angle. If she turns to the side, there's something phenomenal. If she turns to the other side, there's something phenomenal. If she turns to the back, it's still phenomenal from the back. It's all about not having to choose sides when I'm thinking about editorial. It's this is avant-garde. It's like I love seeing Nina Garcia happy. <laughs> so this was yeah. so entertaining to watch, even though I don't agree. Um, and you yeah. can kind of tell, like, I really love when the models get really good feedback because they're just like, look at me. I look good. Look <laughs> at this here. You know, like, I'm just I'm noticing how they respond where they're like, OK, great. I'm doing a good job um, because like Nina just puts up her hand and does like a hand signal and the model turns. <laughs> I know. Like, the power yeah. of Nina Garcia's hand. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> also well. a really good model. Also a really, really good, good model. model. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was, um, yeah. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. I set it up. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. What were you going to say? 
that's all I, yeah that's all I'm, I'm just singing Nick Garcia's praises. I, yeah. I was gonna say that really this is harmonious because look at this dress from the back <laughs> like look at what's going on here and I think again so many times the judges are tired from doing other things that day or mm -hmm. maybe sitting around waiting for showtime or whatever. It's just tiring. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of the times they look at these looks relationally to other looks rather than to meet the, how, how are they meeting the actual challenge? Mm -hmm. So I think where everybody else was a little bit like timid with avant-garde ideas, Brayden was all over the place with avant-garde ambition, mm -hmm. but I think challenges like this really expose the, the bias of the judges in a way, because it's like, here's someone mm. who, by the way, I love Brayden. I don't dislike Brayden. Yeah. And do I think Brayden should go home for this? Absolutely not. I think if anything, like Justin, Brayden should be rewarded for taking risks and, and having more ideas rather than none. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, so it's not that I dis dislike Brayden or the thought process, but from what we are looking at, I think challenges like this really reveal, like show the bias of the judges in that, you know, the, a person who is polished and can speak well about their work, but doesn't meet the challenge kind of gets away with a big mess um, rather than someone who is not as polished or doesn't speak as well, but actually did something more cohesive. I mean, I have to say like, attention. oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Maybe to cut you off. I was done. No, I, I was done. No. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, I totally agree. Cause well, I wanted, oh, yeah. So I, I, I cut you off because <laughs> it just was like, but Dom is well-spoken and polished. Yeah. And I totally see what you're, you're getting at in terms of the, the judge's bias because, um, you know, Dom is next and again, gives her artist statement about crossbreeding and mixing patterns and creating something new and how with Jeremy's look, like I think she even had this healthy sense of like, oh, I this is awkward that I'm talking about Jeremy's look. Oh, I feel really badly for taking a loser to winner. You know, so she's like, I just put some piping detail here and I edged it up a little bit, la la la. Because the 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 judges really love this as well and and you know Garcians is like I love the exuberance, exuberance of this outfit, the color and the print. And um, even, she, you know, so it's like, so uh, with, with uh, Brayden's outfit, Zach Posen points out, like, we all had an emotional reaction to your outfits. Like, we just went gaga over it. And I feel like gaga also would go for this. And I think they all had an emotional reaction to Dom's looks as well. And once they find out that... <laughs> <laughs> that that she actually made um a whole jumpsuit underneath that because they thought they were just pants and Nina Garcia's is like oh I love that she made pants and Dom's like actually actually it's a it's a jumpsuit actually and Nina goes like oh even better and so she takes off this beautiful coat and shows this beautifully slinky um jumpsuit underneath and everyone is just like losing their shit over this and then again as I said like everyone being really honest about how much they hated Jeremy's outfit <laughs> um, they go to the making it work outfit and Nina Garcia's like you chose an outfit that was very hard very hard 
All right. Like there was no saving this and you saved it. You know, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was yeah. in terms of that, like someone who is polished and well-presented and, you know, as Nalen has termed Dom, a total pro. And I would say yeah. a total fucking pro. Um, yeah. It makes me kind of <laughs> mad. <laughs> like the more, yeah. the more I like, I, you know, I think about what you, you said about their bias yeah. towards Brayden. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I said unpolished, I meant somebody like Alexandria, also, oh, who's sort of interesting. more on the timid side. Because I don't, yeah. I don't think of Dom as timid. I think of Dom as like somebody who's assertive in a polite way. Yeah, very. You know? Yeah, I think that's but, interesting, huh? But I think Alexandria is more timid. Okay. I think Alexandria is probably Alexandria and Justin. I think are the most timid of this group, mm. and, and maybe of this whole season. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. That's not a bad thing. It's just that, um society you know set up to reward the extroverts so people like dom and <laughs> justin and alexandria kind of don't get hurt as much right yeah so hmm. interesting um, yeah i was really thinking about like someone like but i think what i said also applies to dom yeah for all these reasons it's except except um i don't think alexandria is as polished as dom I and mean, i do think dom is very polished mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Um, well, anything else to say about this judge's reaction to, to Dom's? Other than they're blind? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, let's get to that. I mean, okay. So, <laughs> oh, my God. I, and I, I'm going to just gloss over this. Like, if you have anything to say about this, like, this is my least favorite part of Project Runway is when they get to the last challenge and Heidi is like, why should you go to Fashion Week? And who do you oh. think should go with you? I'm like, ugh, gross. Like, you guys choose. Like, it makes no yeah. it makes no difference who they say they should that should go with them. It's not up to them. It's up to y'all. Yeah. Anyway, so this is just mess to me. So I'm just going to go through that. They yeah. talk to Justin and Justin's like, I want to take Helen and Justin with me. I'm sorry, Helen and Dom. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, was it Helen and Dom? Or oh, God. was it? Um... Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Brayden and oh, Dom. I it was Brayden. Brayden and Dom. I don't even yeah. understand my own notes. You're right. Yeah, no, Justin says Brayden and Dom. Thank you. And then Dom says Helen and Justin. Alexandria would take with her Dom and Justin. Brayden would take Justin and Dom. And Helen would take Brayden and Dom. Um, and I would. I will say that everyone was incredibly uh, gracious in yeah. how they talked about each other. No one had anything catty to say or anything negative. And it's, and even, um, for instance, I think Brayden said, like, the reason why I'm choosing Justin and Dom is because I think they're the most different from me. I think my yeah. aesthetic is more along the lines of what Helen and, and Alexandria does. But it, so if you're looking for something very different, then me Justin and Dom's aesthetics would be the most different runway shows I just I just really appreciated the the heck out of this how they didn't fall for a heck. I, I I was sort of like okay Brayden stop trying to plant seeds stop trying to make yourself stand out stop trying stop being so passive-aggressively manipulative <laughs> I fell for it I fell for it hook one and stinker but three so I was like oh Brayden that's so sweet um Okay. Anything to say during the too close for uh, about the too close and too personal time? You know what? I'll just say that the one 
redeeming factor of Too Close, Too Personal is that I loved seeing that actress who I don't know and have never seen in anything, mm-hmm. um, whose songs I don't know, um, try on Dom's uh, coat mm-hmm. and, and give it a twirl. And I was like, why? Uh, that's what I want Too Close and Too Personal for. I want to see the judges put something on and wear it. <laughs> of course, you know, they can't because everything's too small, but... But still, that's what this time should be for, for us to see the garments moving and like somebody else. I mean, you know, that's. Yeah, I know. I love that part. Yeah, I love that part. Gosh, like, how fun is that? Yeah, I, man, I like this time because (laughs) I feel like the power of Heidi Klum really showed once it got to Alexandria because Alexandria's outfit was the most decisive, even with the deliberations where they're like, who do you think should go home? And everyone was like, Alexandria. (laughs) And Heidi was like, I like her. I like her. And so during the too close and too personal time, when they're talking about her outfits, Heidi is, she is like prowling behind the other judges, like prowling behind them, walking around this area going like, I don't know. I like her. She's different. She's edgy. She knows yeah. what is now. I like her. And I was like, Alexandria is not going to home, guys. What are you doing? This is Heidi's show. But it's also something that Heidi does when she really is gung-ho on someone. Um, I'll say that Heidi doesn't always get her way, that there have been moments where we've seen someone go home that Heidi really loved. But it's also it's always because it's just one against everyone else. Um, and so this was her, I think, trying to win the judges over to keep Alexandria um yeah all right so here we have oh there's here's another moment where just they look at Justin's dress and Tim goes I'm getting emotional I just (laughs) I just want you all to know that uh, oh he doesn't say y'all he's like I just want you all to know that (laughs) Justin was sobbing when he chose this dress for him, he pushed it over to his work table and he just was sobbing. And we see Heidi parking up going, Oh, tears. I missed. How yes. many tears am I missing back there? A lot of tears. <laughs> I just thought it was so great. Um, but a, 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 like a wonderful reason to have Tim there to advocate for the designers. I just thought it was a really um, helpful note for them. All right. So let's see, we get back we bring the designers back onto the stage and uh patricia mm-hmm. who is the winner of this episode and who is our first designer going to new york you're yawning you're not does, okay <laughs> i think i know i think i know who it is so, we have we have a win uh, another win by brayden yes brayden I very much disagreed with. I think Dom should have been the winner. Yeah, I wrote in my notes. I don't remember this. Like in my in my memory, <laughs> Dom hands down won this challenge. I mean, I not was. just with the coat. That coat alone was worth it. But then the rework. Come on, was impeccable, impeccable. So, I mean, she brought an outfit back from uh, purgatory, like even yeah. worse than a dead, like purgatory. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. out there, just you know. Um, languishing and it was you know on its way to Nina Garcia's hell for awful outfits so yeah yeah. and even so Nina Garcia chose the rattle of the bones over that fantastic coat yeah she did 
All right. Um, but, you know, yeah, Dom also will be showing in New York Fashion Week, even though she should have been first, but it's fine. Um, they go backstage and they can't stop hugging each other. I, I like that part. Um, too. So now we have Justin, Helen, and Alexandria are left. And we have Heidi saying, what you've done today was not strong enough to confirm a spot to New York Fashion Week. So we are allowing all of you to create collections, but that won't mean that you will all compete at Fashion Week. You will have to battle it out and we will see who will move on to compete against Brayden and Dom at Fashion Week. And I'm just like, I actually thought Justin should have just been allowed on. Mm, why? I, I, I think that there was, I, I don't want to say that there was bias against tears. I don't want to say that Helen, I mean, not Helen, but I don't want to say that Heidi Klum got jealous of Tim and wants to see them cry a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but Justin, I really felt like Justin deserved a spot. Yeah. Right off the bat. Um, but they don't. They go back to the waiting room and, and they tell their fellow designers that uh, they they got to still compete. <laughs> and I'll say that um, Tim comes in and is like, oh, Tim is relieved that he doesn't have to say goodbye to anyone. <laughs> Tim is just like, yeah. listen, I'm so incredibly proud of all of you. And oh, because the whole notion of going in here and telling one of you to clean up your space, well, I was ready to jump in front of a bus outside. I would have rather have just walked in front of a city bus first. And so it's great because this also means that he gets to visit all of them. This is great. Tim is going to fly around the country and visit all of our remaining five designers. <laughs> so, so yeah. Oh my God. There's so many designers left. Um, any, any thoughts on that, Patricia? You know, I'm actually glad they did this. I'm glad they sent both of those because I, I do think they both deserve the chance. And I think even though I like this person, I, 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 mean, I like them all, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen is the one I have. the Helen and Alexandria mm-hmm. are the ones that I feel like, should, I don't know, maybe those two should have been checked a little bit more however hmm. Hmm. i'm glad to see them all go yes i am happy for it of course because we get a face-off <laughs> and i yeah. love it when this show does that um i think it's a little contrived on my second you know deep watch of this but i'm i also think you know there's something i think someone said when they're like who goes with you Giving Justin more time, I think, is great. I, I think he definitely needs that. And I think Helen, um, without the pressure of the show, we can see what she can really do. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think, like, Justin, even though I didn't like that dress, I was like, okay, that this person has proved that their time here is not wasted. Whereas with Helen, mm. I feel like consistently does not do challenges, but, like, wows people because, again, if they're biased, like, oh, it's well-made, so... Mm let's just keep it moving. But it's like, well, no, Hmm. it's not just about, it's not like robo. sew. you know, it's not about the perfect sewing, the the perfect sewing runway. It's, it's more than that. So I often think that looking at people who are 
making use of their time on the show is mm-hmm. a, a useful kind of guide to choose who gets to go to fashion week. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're all going. And for me, I love it because I get to see more clothes. I get to see what they all do. Yeah. Even if I'm not super excited about them, I'm like, I get to see more. Exactly. <laughs> like, yay. So get to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So then that means that next, next week, um, mm. we have, uh, like an actual runway and then it will be the last episode and we will have our dream three and, and that'll be that. But I'm really looking forward to, to next week. Tim, Tim Gunn home visits are my favorite. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, Patricia, uh, before we say goodbye to our listeners, is there anything you would like to share? And can you remind them how to find you on the interwebs? Yes, I can be found on the interwebs <laughs> on Twitter and on Instagram with the same uh, username, which is Sense and Sight. That's Common Sense and Optical Sight, S E N S E A N D S I G H T. I can also, I haven't been posting anything on either of those two accounts, uh, hashtag busy, but also I've, I really do love to be on the workroom Instagram. Uh, account. I'm there all the time, liking things, clicking, <laughs> making my comments. Um, and then as far as to share, I may as well, I may as well share that um, I'm actually part of a virtual exhibition right now at the, um, at an embassy in Washington, D.C. It's a group show. Um, and if you go to PortugueseAmericanGallery.com, you can see a page with some of my photos, um, along with um, other works by other artists. And as far as to share, um, I often write things that are in books that people can't get access to, but this is actually something that is publicly available. So if you want to read a little bit of my writing, um, you can go over to the gay and lesbian review, um, dot org, and there's, um, an article by me, a review of a photo exhibition. Um, it was in January, but it's there if you want to look for it. Yeah. That's all I got to share. I mean, I think that's enough <laughs> <laughs> and those links are what? in the show notes la 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 mm-hmm. yay <laughs> where can we find you where can we wait is there, um where, where can we stand you and what are you up to well uh uh you can stand me all over the interwebs at ernez h-e-r-n-e-a-s-e um and um on our social mediums on facebook Instagram and again you know uh, write to us at in the workroom at gmail.com and you can you know keep up with what I'm doing at ernazdavis.com I will shout out my current residency and also where I'm on faculty at the visual studies workshop um, at the SUNY College of Brockport and um, I'm I am up here in my residency for a whole month and um there is one other resident here. I will put the the link in the show notes because soon they'll they do have info about us on the website as residents. And then um, towards the end of our month, we're going to do like a a, a talk with one another. So um, I'll interview the other resident, and he'll interview me, and we'll have like a conversation about what we're making, what we're doing, and um, yeah. So so that's kind of exciting. It's also a new thing that they're doing for this wonderful residency up here. Um, I will also shout out the snow that is constant. constant. Snow gets a shout. Snow, <laughs> it's so pretty. 
All right. Um, and listeners, um, again, don't forget to send us your comments and send us your suggestions over um, as to uh, what other seasons you would like us to cover and what you're interested in hearing. Send us your um, your your thoughts, your rants, your raves. Really love those. Any gossip would love that, too. And um, hope you all are doing OK and hope you're taking care of yourselves and of each other. And um yeah. All right. So until next time, we will both say goodbye. Bye. Bye.